0: It's the bye week, meaning Baylor doesn't have a game tomorrow, but it doesn't mean that we take the day off. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, all you Baylor fans out there. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Inside the Bears, alongside Scotty Swingler, the pigskin preacher. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Thank you to Cam. And Klein yesterday for taking the show, there was a, I'll be, I'll come out and be not transparent, but like vaguely so. There's a conflict of interest in the in the Grimes conversation that I am recusing myself from. So I am trying to limit my opinions. That is as detailed as I will go, and it's not detailed whatsoever. But today, so thank you to those guys. Good stuff. It was funny. I laughed a couple times, which I kind of like felt bad laughing. It was like, gosh, dang it. That should make me laugh, but it did. Scotty, there's a bye week this week. But you've been there, man. You've been, you ever been to like a small, like Southern Baptist church? You ever been to one of those? I've been to
1: multiple of those.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it feels like sermons and this is completely, I'm generalizing here, but it feels like after football season ends, sermon analogies to just take a big hit. There's like a huge, huge (laughs) dip. So we're meeting that with the bye week this week. We're like, man. What's your segue into a Sunday morning? The, the you know preacher kicked up and talk about the Baylor Bears. So I am prepared to be wholly impressed with how you can give me hopefully some semblance of like energy or hope or something going down the stretch for a Baylor team. It's three and two right now.
1: It's funny that you mention hope, Drake, because that's exactly where we're going mm. this morning. Because here's the mm. deal. Here's the deal. Um, on one hand. Hope is what kills you as a sports fan. I believe it was uh, Bane in The Dark Knight Rises who said, it could not be true despair without hope. Mm. The hope that kills you. So, so um, on one hand, I know hope can be difficult. On the other hand, keep in mind, Baylor went into last year's Big 12 Championship game with two losses. So, it's easy as a fan right now to despair, but we also have a choice. And I believe as a Christian, it's a choice to hope. Um, yeah. Romans five says this. And I, f- and, you know, this is one of those concepts as a Christian. That's hard. It says we glory in our suffering. That's a weird statement. Yeah. Get your notebook out, Drake. What are you doing? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay, so hope does not put us to shame. You should never be shamed as a fan when you hope for the best. I think it's an interesting balance we hold to be both critic and hopeful. But I want to tell you a story, Drake. So in a bye week i I want to tell you a good Bible story, right? A good narrative out of oh, we can't scripture. really beat
0: Gideon. that was insane.
1: I know that's your favorite and, and and I just landed on your favorite story that week, but this one is it might be my favorite. um Drake, have you ever heard of the disciple who slept, slept walked out of prison?
0: Uh, sure. <laughs> Here no. you I'm excited to hear about this.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So I'm going to read from Acts 12, and I'm going to just warn our, our viewers. This is a longer scripture than I usually pick for my Pigskin Preacher segment. But as we read, I hope you'll see some parallels, not only to Baylor football, but us as a fan base and how we respond in hope. So here's what happens in Acts chapter 12. It says, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. Thus goes one of the twelve. James, the brother of John, uh, you may remember he was referred to as a son of thunder, executed, just like that, gone, wiped off the pages of history, Acts chapter 12. And then when Herod saw this was met with approval, he proceeded to seize Peter also. Now, Peter probably being Jesus' most famous disciple, Peter pastoring the first congregation in Jerusalem. It says, after arresting Peter, he put him in prison, handed him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. He's got 16 men on Peter. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Now, if you read any scholars, they'll tell you this trial was a kangaroo court. There was there was no true trial coming. This was, hey, you liked it when we killed James. Let's kill Peter also. That That's how this trial was going to go. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church, and I want you to note the church's role in this story, the church mm-hmm. earnestly praying to God for him. I might say they had hope. The night before Herod was going to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. Sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said, put on your cloak and your sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of prison. But he had no idea what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Or as some people have interpreted that, he was still asleep. And he thought... He was only dreaming. They passed the first and second guard and they came to the gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself and they went through it. When they walked the length of another street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself, or a more accurate translation, woke up. (laughs) Peter woke up and said, now I know without a doubt the Lord sent an angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. And here's the part that's exciting to me. When this dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, mother of John, also called Mark, where many other people had gathered and were praying for him. Peter knocked at the entrance, and a servant named Rhoda answered the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so joyful, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed to the others, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting it was him, they said, it must be an angel or... Drake, maybe in today's terms and maybe in this month, especially, we would say, is it the ghost of Peter? Uh. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet. He told them how the Lord brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. And Herod had a thorough search for him and did not find him. So he cross-examined the guards and executed them. Ah, Ah Aha! He got his blood. Okay, listen. Here's the point. Here's the point of all of this. There is always hope in Mm -hmm. any circumstance. Peter is in a situation that I would describe as quite hopeless. One of his bros, one of the disciples of Jesus, has already been executed at the hand of this leader. He's in prison. Guarded by 16 men, chained to a wall. There's no way out. He's going to die the next day. And there was a way. There was still a way. And he slept walked out of a prison. I find that so fascinating. But here's the second point. When he slept walked out of the prison, it was the church that was waiting for him and then that smuggled him out of the city and protected him. The church that had prayed and hoped and dreamed. When they finally realized it wasn't a ghost, they took Peter in, they smuggled him out of the city, and they helped him make his escape. So, may we be faithful Mm. to not lose our hope. Because, Drake, we've said it since preseason. It is very likely both teams in the Big 12 championship will have two losses, if not more. This season yeah. ain't over. So would we maintain our hope? I don't know if God answers prayer for football teams. I haven't quite worked that one out with them just yet, but may we keep our hope and may we be there continuing to cheer on our Baylor bears. I haven't lost my hope, Drake.
0: I mm. lost my hope
1: week. We can still sleepwalk right out of this prison cell. We can still see an escape. I'm ready, man.
0: Scotty. This is this is good that you you know I'm going to be honest with you I'm going to come out I'm going to come clean here all the things you've all the things that you've said what really made the light bulb flicker is when you mentioned that we've been talking for the since the dawn of time about how in the year of our lord 2022 the big 12 title will likely feature two teams with two losses were we not considering that one of those teams would be Baylor with two losses like that Well and were were
1: we not considering This is, and this is what's so hard about being a fan, right? If you tell me before the season you're going to lose two games to BYU and Oklahoma State, I'm going, okay, like, cool. Those are good, those are good football. Like, like that would not, that would not have upset me, you know, two months ago. So, so we, we, like you said, we are still within, I mean, much closer than sleepwalking out of a print cell with sixteen guards. We are we are within reach of the goal, man. It's right? Yeah.
0: There. I I well, first want to say Baylor will likely not win out. There's just there's not like a clear path to win out. There really is not. But again, this this two lost Big Twelve championship team conversation. Baylor could easily be 7-2 and two in Big 12, play 9-3 overall, and Scotty, I'll be honest with you, had you told me 9-3 and three, a couple weeks before the year, I would have said, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I think that makes a good portion of sense. You know what else makes sense, Scotty? One of our newest sponsors at Locked On, and that is Simply Safe. So Simply Safe, the numbers don't lie, in the last decade... 4 million people have chosen have chosen simply safe home security to protect their home. You don't need the trust of that many people though without doing something you like simply safe is the only thing that matters, keeping your home safe. And safety is the only thing that matters. So simply safe is where that comes in clutch. I know because uh simply safe is something that we've had to use in my own home because My car recently got broken into my wallet was stolen. They protect you cutting edge technology, 24 seven monitoring as well. Uh, Within with the 24 seven professional monitoring agents will call you the moment. A threat is imminent. If they detect anything, they'll let you know Uh, they have blanket your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window and door with HD security cameras. They monitor and have monitoring experts, with advanced response technology to visually confirm what a break in is happening. So, Right now, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com forward slash locked college. Save 20% on your security system, 20% when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Simplysafe.com forward slash locked college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Scotty, can you, can you
1: imagine how much of a headache
0: Herod could have saved if he'd had Simply Safe and that? Oh, cell? Nobody's sleepwalking out of this jail cell. Not happening today. That's a great segue. That's good. Thanks, man. Scotty, had I told you preseason, said Baylor's going to lose in the road to BYU to a good BYU team. Baylor's going to lose to Oklahoma State, a top ten Oklahoma State team, and Baylor's going to lose to Kansas State, and still go to the Big Twelve championship. I yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Would you have been shocked? No, in fact, um, on Please
1: Bear With Me, I, I picked almost that exact scenario. I picked two losses to BYU and Kansas State. Um, and, you know, Drake, I, we've been talking about this all week, so I hate to rehash something you've already covered well. Um, I think what was so frustrating about that game this past Saturday is you had about 15 chances to just go win it. And you just yeah. – it's not like Baylor lost because Baylor was just completely blown out of that game.
0: Yes. Two fumbles from Oklahoma State. Baylor recovers neither of those. Spencer Sanders only throws one pick. You probably should have gotten some more pressure on him. He ran the ball really well. But there were mistakes. Um <sighs> pitching the ball uh, at the one yard line. I'll talk about it ton dead. Bad. Just bad. There was a I- lot,
1: right? It was like it was like the amalgamation of all the things. It was like there's a couple of Gavin Holmes drops where. Who knows what happens if he catches the ball? Uh, certainly, one less interception for Blake Shapen. Yeah. Um, it was it was the decision to t- run the toss twice in in situations where, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was it was two fumbles that you didn't quite grab. It was
0: all sorts of stuff, man, just over and over. So now you go into this week and going into a bye week after a loss. That's a positive to me. That's a positive. Here's another weird fact. And this is by virtue of the playoff being four teams right now. Um, it's kind of what's created this this you lose and your season's over um, mentality for a lot of teams. So Baylor had Baylor played Louisiana Tech instead of BYU and won by 31 points and lost this week in a top 10 matchup to Oklahoma State, Baylor would still be the number 13 team in the country. That's why a lot of these rankings and things are just stupid. Like, completely stupid. I still buy into them. I still talk about them. But, Baylor, why would you even schedule BYU? I get why you would. I do. But in the age of the four-team college football playoff, it doesn't really matter. Just go well, beat the crap out of some sucky team and still be top 15. Well, so
1: I'd be interested, and this wouldn't take much research to find out, Um, if you really wanted to know when we actually put BYU on the schedule. Because you know how college football works, dude. They're scheduling yeah. games seven, eight, nine years out. And if you'll oh, yeah. recall, and it was my senior year at Baylor, so it's a nightmare every evening. Um, that fifth-place finish in 2014, that one-loss Baylor team that lost to um, – who did we lose to that year? Was it West – yeah. West Virginia on the road. Oh, man, we got something to talk about next week. But, but if you go to that one-loss team that finished fifth The constant excuse that that committee came up with for Baylor's lack of inclusion in the Final Four was strength of schedule. Mm -hmm. No good non-conference teams specifically. And so I'd be curious if we didn't book BYU that following summer. I'm sure we can look it up and find out when that game was actually put on the schedule, but it would not surprise me if it was literally the next offseason we went, hmm, who's some big-time opponents that we can probably compete with probably beat but look better on a schedule than you know wofford yeah. who i think we might have played that
0: year or, or the year before so you know um no that's a, yeah that's a great that's also a great point strength of schedule does matter for the playoff system baylor had they played la, la tech would still be in the top 15 which kind of makes me upset but you're right, they that the, in the end, that's probably the right way to do it. Twelve team playoff. Twelve team playoff, we're still talking about Baylor's odds to make the playoffs. We're still having Easy. a conversation about how, oh yeah, I don't know, Baylor can backdoor their way in or, you know, win X amount of games the rest of the year, finish nine and three, win the Big Twelve, be ten and three, have the eleven seed. So that's gonna change the game entirely, which I think is gonna be positive for college football. But you're in a spot now with a bye week after a loss where like West Virginia on the road on Thursday. It literally will not get easier. This is your your easiest game left on the schedule is West Virginia. If I, you lose I, this game, that is not good. So, I understand why you would say that. And TCU,
1: I, I would have thought before the season would be the easiest game left, but they're playing very, very good football. Hosting um, game day. But I'll just tell you, Drake, I, and we'll talk more next week, Morgantown? is one of three places in the Big 12 I never want to play. Ever, ever, ever. We were already successful at Ames this year, which is another one of them. But freaky things happen in Morgantown, particularly to the Baylor Bears. And on a Thursday night. A Thursday. All of those things. I'm just going to tell you, I I agree with you as far as strength of opponent. This is probably the, the easiest one you have left. As far as the game itself, being in Morgantown, I don't think we're going to
0: lose, but but I think it's going to be close. I really think it's going to be scary. If Baylor loses to West Virginia this week, and we're staring at a team that's 3-3, and you've got to sell at that point. That's that's just not good at all, because you still have some major road games like Texas and Oklahoma coming up. Granted, you could lose to West Virginia and still win both of those games, Texas and OU, because neither of them are premier competition, but this feels like a really pivotal game to hang your hat on.
1: Well, and what's Drake? Maybe this is a scary question. We should save for another time. But what's the floor? Because oh, you just named yeah. you just named all those games, and I'm going to tell you the game that scares me worse than any of them left on the schedule is probably Texas Tech and Lubbock.
0: In Lubbock, yeah. I mean, there, there is
1: there is not there is not an easy
0: win left. No, it's not there. yeah. The floor is three and nine because Baylor has three wins right now, in every game on the schedule. Baylor will be favored by less than 10 points or an underdog the rest of the way because the Big 12 is that good. They're not going to lose all of those games, but even if they are able to pick up a, if it, like six and six would be beating some good teams, losing to some good teams. That's the nature of this conference this year. Six and six could still get you a fifth, sixth place finish in the Big 12. That's not good. Not exactly what Baylor fans wanted, but it's that's the nature of this year's Big 12. The floor is low. That's not a good thing. Yeah, I as not lava, but low. I agree with you,
1: and I, I, I just I, you know, and I think this is fun. I mean, this is this is what you get into the sport for, right? That's like, great. Yeah, like, knowing that you're going to steamroll Kansas to me every year is not fun. Like, yeah. like it is way more stress inducing where we are this mm. year. But the fact that we're we're going to talk. Kansas TCU in a little bit and that is a primetime college game day matchup is awesome for the sport. It's it's a great thing for the conference.
0: Here's what I love Scotty. I'm going to put everybody in a cliffhanger because what I love is insane. Uh, But first I got to tell folks at home about uh, Old Faithful my trusty maybe favorite sponsor that exists at Locked On Built Bar Built Bar is they done it again they have the Built Bar Puffs if you haven't had the puffs, you're depriving yourself of like life's one of one of life's greatest joys. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough puffs. I love them. Thank you, Locked On, for all of these really awesome products. Since I took this job, I've gotten to try out and love 100% real chocolate on these puppies, and they're healthy for you. 160 calories in one cookie dough chunk puff. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein as well. Go right now to built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It's a perfect treat. Real chocolate. Healthy, tasty, somehow all that goes together with Built Bar. And what's great about it is their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You are going to love the new cookie chunk puff. Cookie dough chunk puff. It is the perfect protein bar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. Actually, they changed that, Locked on 15 Scotty? hilarious to me that Kansas and TCU was not supposed to be a big game at all like two weeks ago. Everybody's like, ah, who cares? So the game is on FS1. It is on FS1 and college game day at 11 a.m. too, by the way. And college game day is going to be there.
1: Justice for Lawrence, Kansas, man, because they should have been there um, last week. And, and so this this is a good feeling. Man, I picked TCU to finish last in the conference. Before, yeah. And I picked yeah. Kansas to finish ninth. And here they are at the top of the heap. And seeing TCU up there makes makes my blood boil as a Baylor guy. But seeing Kansas up there, I'm not going to lie to you, Drake. It's kind of fun. It's it kind is. Of fun. I still have some bitterness because, like, when basketball season starts, it's, it's freaking on, right? But – it's kind of fun to see them up there and trying to spring cougar um why am i forgetting his name drake the different marion alexander end. thank Ooh, you to marion alexander, alexander. Yeah. kansas jayhawk so
0: there you go um, uh other games in the docket this week there are some fun ones tennessee number eight in the country against number 25 lsu lsu's on a bit of a heater they have won now four straight against the four and O volunteers but it's an 11 a.m game if it's a night game if it's a night game I'm riding. I'm riding Tigers, but Tennessee favored by a three in Baton Rouge at eleven. I'm taking Tennessee in that one. LSU's played played too
1: close with some inferior opponents. I, I have not bought into the Tigers
0: this year. I think Tennessee's real. Scotty, Arkansas ten point dogs at Mississippi State. Ten point dogs in an SEC West game. Make it make sense to me. Make
1: Arkansas make sense to me, man. Talk back to me on that team, because yeah. I I do not know what to make of that team. It would not surprise me if they beat State by seventeen, or if they lose to State by seventeen. I mean, I mean, at this point, I don't even know what they are.
0: Just okay, mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. they they are having the same conversations that we are about Baylor. Like the ceiling's there, that's the so floor. true. That's really so true. low. So now that they are Baylor, but they're having a lot of the same conversations. I feel like uh, another game in here though, that I I will have my eyes glued to Oklahoma state, nine and a half point favorites at home against Texas tech. Number seven team in the country against unranked Texas tech, but that's a scary Joey McGuire led team.
1: It's scary, but Drake, we've already talked about Morgantown and Ames. The number one place in the big 12 that is hard to play in is uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. If yeah. You've ever been in that stadium? There's nothing in college football like it. Um I th- I agree with you that lines a little big. Mm. Um that's a wide margin, but I think Oklahoma State covers. What what say you? I I
0: like oh man. I like this Texas Tech team to be sneaky. And I think they keep it close the whole way, but then probably end up losing by somewhere around 10. So I would probably, I'll would lay on Oklahoma State to win the game at home, although it is not a night game. One game that is a night game, Iowa State in Ames, two-point dogs against Kansas State at home under the lights. One of the most intriguing matchups, in my opinion, in the country this week. This this game will be what tells us if Kansas State
1: is really the top dog oh, contender right now or not. We're
0: if, rooting hard for Iowa State, by the way.
1: We are. We are. But if Kansas State goes in there and, and even wins by 7-10, th- watch out. That's that's scary
0: for everybody else. Oh yeah. It says a lot, for sure. Uh, last one that I have circled on my docket for college football this week that I'll have my eyes glued to is my fighting BYU Cougars. Three-and-a-half-point dogs at Notre Dame, 6.30 p.m. uh, and South Bend, Indiana. Scotty, do those Cougars have what it takes to go on the road and knock off the Fighting Irish? These are two teams that
1: desperately need this win. I think that's what's so interesting about this game. Both of these teams, I think, are in need of this. Like This this would do so much for the current season and the culture if you can win this game. Um, And for your respective religions. Yeah, maybe. I'm not so sure.
0: But big see... win
1: for the LDS. Big win for the Catholics. I, I think LDS might care about a little more than the Catholics do, but sure. I'll, I'll uh, a little more of a global religion if, if yeah, you know anything yeah. about history. But
0: um, yeah, I'll go with the Cougars, Drake. Who are you picking mm-hmm. in that one? I, I'm i going to go with BYU because I have to uh, as a new... Did you buy a our... hoodie? hoodie today? I did not buy the hoodie. I did not, but I thought long and hard about buying that BYU hoodie. I've been buying a lot of different hoodies. I've got a Purdue one now. I've got a UNC one now. I've got a uh, a couple. I have a Wisconsin, a Penn State one. I've started buying them from different schools just to like randomly rep them on shows and whatnot. It helps when you're applying for jobs to be like, look at me in my interview, in my UNC hoodie, Mr. Person that's based out of North Carolina. So that's a little... Little insider baseball there on how to get a job say, a little around pro, the world. Little
1: pro tip from the pro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey Drake, I've got a, I've got one last comment for you. Do you know why I decided to do this sermon this this morning on
0: hope? Hmm. Because you hope that Baylor because doesn't because
1: because I saw a I saw a what I'm assuming was a bot tweet hope off and you gave it a little <laughs> retweet in all caps. And I said, "A oh, ho oh, huh? Let's let's go." So here we are, man. I've got a lot of hope, Drake. I'm I'm optimistic.
0: That's good. For those that don't know, it was I think I tweeted a I did I tweeted a picture of a BYU hoodie and was like, "Should I buy this BYU fans?" Which, by the way, if I ever if I just tweet the words BYU or the letters BYU, I get like a hundred likes. So yes, I am feeding into the cloud. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. But the person commented, they were trying to get hop off. They were trying to say hop off, uh, but they said hope off. To which, yeah, my mind immediately was like, yeah, who's got more hope? Come on, you're hope against my hope. Hope off. Where? When and where? Uh, I'm Drake Tolfman inside the Bears. That's Scotty Swingler. Scotty, where do the folks follow you? Where do they find you? Where do they find you? Man, follow, there's the Twitter, Twitter handle right there, at Preacher Pigskin,
1: and that's only because Pigskin Preacher was already Taken. But follow me at Preacher Pigskin for all the Baylor football takes. Um, and go ahead and go follow my friend Travis Corley at Please Bear With Me. That's a good show.
0: There you go, folks. Come back on Monday. John Garcia, Jr. from Sports Illustrated joins the show to talk about how Baylor can win recruiting in the bye week. This has been, always will be, Drake Tolscott. Scottie's when you're locked on Baylor.